didn't know how Crystal Tang was going to react. I couldn't have known how Latang was going to react because there was no precedent for it. But my goodness, has it really been something to see. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. The Penguins are back on the ice today for practice. And then tomorrow night, the big Thanksgiving Eve game, a Pittsburgh tradition. We'll have the Rangers in town for what should be a whole lot of fun. On the first day of training camp, going back to mid-September, the first player I approached and spent time with was Latang. This was up in Cranberry, of course. And all I wanted to get from him was some kind of feel, some kind of gauge for where his head was with the acquisition of Eric Carlson. And, and no, I wasn't looking to stir anything up, believe it or not. I've been around Latang for a long time. And the last thing I'm going to be motivated by is something negative. But he's a truth teller. He's really blunt. And I just wanted to get a sense for where he saw this situation unfolding. And I don't think it's any different than the questions that must have been asked of Brent Burns in San Jose when Carlson showed up. Because, you know, Burns was the guy with the Sharks. First pairing, right point on the power play. The one who ended up invariably leading all of their defensemen in scoring generally by a mile. And that ended up working out okay for the Sharks. I know they haven't exactly been super hot the last couple of years, but when those two were both there, Burns and Carlson, it worked out. So whenever I approached Latang, I brought up Burns. I brought up other situations that have been similar over the course of the years in hockey. And when he answered, the first thing that he pointed out was that he and Carlson are different players. And I was actually kind of glad to hear him say that because there were way too many people saying, what do you do with two of these? And they're not that similar. Carlson's game is all about the offensive end and creating toward the offensive end. He's obviously elite at a lot of things once across the other team's blue line, but he also is elite at breakout passes, at starting rushes. He's elite in terms of deking people, in terms of skating around them, in terms of making them look silly. These aren't Latang-type traits. Whereas Latang, as I've shared with readers and listeners over the years, is a guy whose game begins in the back, something Brooks Orpik told me many, many years ago and has always proven to be true. And Latang brought this up on his own, that his game has always begun with whatever defensive play he makes. Eddie Johnston once described Latang for me in a way you'll never hear anyone else describe him. He said, not enough people respect that number 58 down there, this was in the press box, is a mean SOB, meaning on the ice. Hadn't really thought of it that way, but then if you watch him with that thought in mind, you'll see that EJ, as always, is right. 
mean SOB, he will fight you to get that puck away from you. He will fight you if you mess with him. I'm not talking about literal fighting, of course. But he's got some nastiness to him, some snarl. He's a back-end player whose game translates well from the back out. Paraphrasing Warpik again. Latang himself highlighted that difference for me at the time. Again, this was day one of training camp. And what we've seen, all of us, ever since then, has highlighted it a zillion times more. Who's been the Penguins' best penalty killer this season? Answer, he's been one of the better penalty-killing defensemen across the NHL this season. Latang is not only winning pucks when shorthanded, he's fighting guys off to win them, and he's clearing. My goodness, is he clearing. He might have a 100% clearance rate, and I don't even know that I'm exaggerating. If you can think one time, if you can picture one scenario in your mind over the first 15 games this season in which Latang has failed to get a puck out of the zone, I'd be willing to go and look it up just to have it as an example. But I don't think we can. He's been that effective. He's been that dogged. He's been that determined. Think about this for a second. He's got a goal and nine assists. That's a little lower than his usual offensive output. Well, he also hasn't been part of the first team power play. Imagine that after 17 years in the organization, watching somebody else taking your spot out there. He hasn't put up the points that Carlson has. Carlson's got 17 points. Well, Tang's got 10. He doesn't seem moved by that much at all. Why is that? As always with this extraordinary individual, never overthink it. As he also told me that day, look, I'm not as young as I used to be. I know I'm not going to have opportunities like this forever. All of us, me, Sid, Gino, we want to win another one. We want to win another Stanley Cup. Adding a player, a great player like Eric Carlson, gives us a better opportunity to win that cup. Now, it's one thing for Latang to say that to me. I'm a reporter. I'm nobody. On the first day of camp, it's another thing to be performing the way he has, focusing so hard and playing so hard defensively, and especially on the PK. Definitely worth a stick tap, even at this early stage of the season. When we come back, J1Q. comes from Vince who says, DK, I know Ricard Raquel is a great player, but do you think the Penguins should put him out to market and try to get two quality players for his $5 million cap hit? Vince, you had me with the first part. You know, the part about Raquel being a great player. Raquel has scored habitually, ritually, 20-plus goals in the NHL. He's coming off a season in which he just scored 28 and showed to be a really good fit with your two foundational centers. 
this is not somebody that you just throw out with the first slump that comes along. He's not one of the older players on the team. He's just, just on the wrong side of 30. He can continue to be, I'm using your term here, a great player for the duration of that contract and in all likelihood outplay that contract because his skill set is so versatile. And I'm going to say this again, so consistent over the course of his career that you'll always get something. And as the NHL's salary cap eventually rises, he'll only be worth more and more, I think, in that span. So, no, I'm not at all inclined to trade him. If anything, you want to know what Raquel is? For those of you who've ever been into a casino, and I've only been in one twice in my life, once in Montreal and once here in Pittsburgh. So I'm not at all the gambling type. But if you've been in there and there's slot machines all over the place and you're in that area, the people who actually know what they're doing will watch those of us who are morons at this play one slot machine and play it into infinity and not win a thing. And the moment you get up from that stool, they are on that stool like this. They are, they're on it like, like a vulture. And they're there to pick on your bones because the more times you push that button or pull that lever, whatever the machine works, that machine is that much closer to paying off. That's where Raquel is right now. He's gone 17 games without a goal. You don't think he's due in the biggest possible way and that when it comes, it's not going to come in bunches. If you don't believe that, maybe because, you know, he hasn't been around forever, then think of Brian Rust. We've seen Rust go through some really nasty stretches where he'll continue getting his chances. He just won't finish. And then we've also seen Rust the way he's been from the very beginning, and I do mean the first game of this season, in which he's shooting at a very high rate. He's shooting at 18-plus percent. Now, that won't keep up either. Over 82 games, water's going to find its own level. So you're going to see Rust cool off at some point, and you're going to see Rust end up with the same 25 goals and change that he usually gets no matter how hot he's been to date. Raquel's going to end up with his goals too, only they're now all going to come in big, big bunches this winter. So no, don't be giving up on Raquel, because what I'll do is I'll save this question and I'll read it again in a month. I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 